Well, hello and welcome, everybody. This is Andy Foster, and today I am your host for the Voices of Courage show. Listen, I'm going to call this show today uh, The Courage to Become Stronger and Stronger. What does it take for us to get stronger and stronger? Well, you're going to want to listen to this whole podcast because what I've found in my my own life and what my guest, uh, special guest, says in her life is that difficult on the other side of your being, looking at what working and what you more and more of anything that's limiting you in your life, yourself to let it go and let it go and let it go. I know some of you are saying, I listen to this, but listen, truth be known, I have have an amazing guest today. Her name is Emmy Lentino. Before I introduce her, <clears throat> I'm going to take a uh, just a really quick break, and then we're going to come back, and I'm going to introduce her to you. So stay tuned. Are you feeling stuck or in a holding pattern with your business or life and you're not doing the things you want or love? Then at some point, you're going to be faced with a decision. You'll either choose to keep living in your comfort zone and risk a life of mediocrity or increase your courage, step into your power and forge into the unknown where everything new becomes possible. If you're truly ready to live masterfully, then you need Ken D. Foster's newest book, The Courage to Change Everything, Strategies and Wisdom to Transform Your Life One Day at a Time. This powerful but simple guide provides you with 365 days of life-transforming wisdom, profound questions, and action steps that will increase your strength and open the doors to success. Stop wondering why your business or life isn't working. The answers are available now. Imagine if you had more courage or another chance to start following your dreams. To pick up your copy of The Courage to Change Everything, visit thecouragetochangeeverything.com. That's thecouragetochangeeverything.com. Well, welcome back, everybody. This is Ken D. Foster, your host for the Voices of Courage show. Today, we're calling our show The Courage to Become Stronger and Stronger. My guest is Emmy Lentino. If you don't know Emmy, you should. Uh, she has a voice that sits comfortably between Stevie Nicks and Nora Jones. She has been in this business a long time. She's a famed singer-songwriter and is currently making waves worldwide with a sound that encompasses pop, Americana, and country, and so much more. Emmy, I'm so glad to have you here today. Thanks oh, for joining. Thank you so much, Ken. And I'm so inspired by, by what I've seen. Um, the the in intro to the show actually made me cry. I was like, get it together before he introduces you. It's just so, <laughs> yeah, so nice to meet you. And, and hello to everyone that's tuning in. Wow. Hey, you know, I always like to start uh, kind of from the beginning. Um, you know, how did you get in the business? What what was that spark that made you who you are? Well, I think there was a few different sparks that, that, that maybe who I am. <laughs> but um, I had I have beautiful parents who have always been so encouraging, and imagination and creativity was a was a massive part of my childhood, and uh, and even as a parent now, those things are so important to me. I started singing and acting when I was just a little girl, about three or four. I saw my very first musical, Annie, and I think that really changed my life. I thought, this is what I want to do. And there was a little girl, obviously, who was starring as Annie, and I got on top of a of, of the chair at, in inside the auditorium, which I had never done before. I was quite proper, but I broke that. And I stood up and I said, Mom, this is what I'm meant to do. And she was like, Emmy, get down, get down. And I think she knew right then and there that this was uh, this was what I wanted to do. I wanted to do theater. I wanted to do music. And it just, um, like I said, they were very, very supportive. So I had the opportunity to sign up for, uh, you know, theater uh, productions and audition. And then I got into songwriting when I was 10. And I think when I was 10 years old, that was another turning point, uh, another spark. It was a sad spark, but I lost my first cousin in a, in a horrific car accident. And um, it really changed the way that I looked at at the world, suddenly um, 
you know, I knew about loss. And so I turned to music and really music has been a very healing tool for me throughout my life and songwriting, uh, being able to express myself in ways that perhaps I can't in a conversation, but I feel that I can when there's a melody behind me. Well, your words in your in your lyrics that you've written are beautiful. I know you said you you felt motivated, moved uh, by the show opener. I I felt moved yesterday when I listened to Shine for the first time, and that those inspiring words that uh, really I feel come from our. Soul. Where where do you write from? Where where does it come from? I definitely write. I write from my soul and my heart. I have a, I've always had a very strong faith um, in God, and I know that I'm just a a small part. Of, of the universe. So I think I think it really does come from this place of um, when I songwrite, I really feel open to um, the messages that are on my heart. And in particular, Shine, I wrote that in New Zealand. I, I've always taught kids theater, music, and dance. And I really saw how kids that were at different ages were, you know, maybe going through times where they felt uh, that they weren't being heard or they were feeling bullied or uh, they were feeling like a sense of um, loss of hope. And I wanted to write something that would get their attention to say, you're loved, you know, shine your light. And it kind of became this anthem really. And, uh, and I'm really thankful that it came out the way that it did and really thankful to have collaborated with Brian Bell in New Zealand and to all the people that have listened to it, such as yourself that have, um, yeah, that have shared it, thank you. It means a lot. Well, you know, you've, uh, it hasn't been a straight climb for you to the top. I know that you've gone through <laughs> no. loss, other losses, tragedy. I know you lost your husband. I'm so sorry to, when I read that, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know how you go through that. But it led me to see your, your latest uh, song, your hit, um, Oceanside. And um, I've got to take a quick break, but when we come back, I'd like to touch on that loss a little bit and, and how it inspired you. How did you get the inspiration to go on? I guess that's what I'm going to ask you. So we'll be, we'll be right back. There comes a time when you know you need to restart and regain control of your life. A time to seek freedom from the anxiety, addiction, and other issues that may be bringing you down. A time to heal and re-emerge as the real you. Villa Kalima is a holistic residential recovery program exclusively for women for individualized treatment. Villa Kalima offers proven clinical and holistic therapies for the mind, body, and spirit to assure sustainable recovery. Villa Kalima focuses on healing the cause, not temporarily masking symptoms. It's the only way to truly recover and find yourself again. Villa Kalima is located in a beautiful, peaceful, resort-like setting and is a licensed and accredited residential treatment center accepting a variety of health insurances. Start your healing and renewal today by calling Villa Kalima in La Costa, California at 760-814-8214. 760-814-8214. Villa Kalima, a place for transformation. I've written a new book. It's called The Courage to Change Everything, Daily Strategies and Wisdom to Unlock Your Genius, Your Soul, and to Transform Your Life. So it's daily strategies. I wrote this specifically because over the years I've noticed in my own life and in the lives of my clients that, listen, a little inspiration doesn't get it. A little wisdom doesn't get it. A little action doesn't get it. It's daily, dripping on the mind, dripping on those actions, taking specific focused actions towards your dreams and setting specific goals, right? Goals help us to transform the little self into the possibilities that we have in each of us. All of us are given dreams, and if you're sitting there and you're not manifesting that dream, it's just a little bit of you is chipping away every day that's not happening until you finally wake up and say, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'm going to connect with something greater than myself, my force, my God, my life, my universe, whatever. I don't care what you call it. You tune into that force, and that's what's going to get you to the next level.
Well, welcome back, everybody. This is your host, Kendi Foster. Today, I'm so blessed. I have Emmy Lentino, uh, singer, songwriter, pop star, Broadway star, I think. Weren't you on Broadway for a while? I think you were, or at uh, least, uh, you know, doing yeah, productions off, off, and stuff. Yeah, one one avenue away from Broadway, so technically off-Broadway, but um, yeah, very uh, close. <laughs> very, very close. Okay. Very close. Maybe someday. Okay. <laughs> and, um, you know, uh, you know, I'm sure it was a shock when you your husband passed for you, Emmy, and, and uh, you know, after he battled that cancer. Um, how did you recover from that? Um. Wow. Well, to, today of all days, um, uh, when I was thinking about it this morning, I was reflecting. You know, it's been it's been five years, and I think um, just about five years. In a few weeks now, it'll be five years. And I think there's that's a part of my life that I remember clearly, and I don't. And I don't. I, it's hard to explain, but if anyone out there has experienced loss, uh, there is something that happens when you're a caretaker and you're there. Um, in those very vulnerable moments with the person that you love so much and um, and you're not sleeping and you're caring for them. And if you, we, we had, we have two beautiful girls and they were really little at the time, uh, just two and three. So it was um, a tremendous kind of chapter in, in our world together as a family. And I think, um, how did I get through it? Uh, one day at a time, that's how I got through it. Um, when when I was um, when he, he was given the terminal status, he had small cell lung cancer. So it's a very rare form of lung cancer. I believe it's only four percent of people that have lung cancer um, have this, and he got it very young. And when we were given that, we only had really three months uh, at that time, and and it spread everywhere. So it went from the lung to the head, and and, and lots of other right. areas. And um, I really had. I always had my faith and, and, and that was very, very important to me. And my family was overseas. So I, um, kept in contact with them, uh, daily and Tony's family lived about six hours away from us and they were coming up as well a lot to spend time with us. And, um, it was a really, I think a special time, but it was very heartbreaking to know that, um, you know, when you get terminal status, you don't really, I didn't really know what that meant. I knew that I knew ultimately what it meant, but there are no sort of tools to use or really nothing that I had that to really tell me how to, how to, how to go about it. So I turned to my faith, um, my music. Um, I had a great church that um, also was supportive. And I think really knowing that I had to be strong for my two little girls was the absolute mm -hmm. key there. And, and, and Tony, ultimately trusted me to do that. And I knew that I needed to have the courage to move on. And I, I made a daily choice every single day to rise above the situation that I was in. I knew that there was hope and I knew that there was light. And I, um, and I knew that there were other people that were suffering around the, the world that we needed to be able to encourage as well. And I think that that purpose of going beyond the moment of the pain that you know that you're facing. It was that there were so many other people in the world that were also facing something huge and we needed to be able to offer them something more than, than that. So I think that's really what kept me going. And there was some really, really dark times. I mean, you know, really, really hard, but again, two little girls, tiny, they needed um, as much imagination and love um, as as possible, and um, you know Disney became our best friend. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, magical moments. Uh, I've always done princess parties for kids, so we really immersed ourselves as a family when when Tony passed away, to really use that sense of imagination and storytelling and talk. You know, um, the girls and I talked so much about how they were feeling, and we acted out things. And I feel like that theatrical um, part of me that I've always had really was important at this time because it allowed the girls to also talk about how they were feeling and use their imaginations. And uh, so for us, that was really, really helpful. Um, and we live in New Zealand and it's beautiful here. So we were always at the beach, yeah. I love that. Well, you know, I know right now as you're sharing that, there's people on, on uh, 
listening right now to this and they're they're being inspired by your courage they're being inspired by allowing themselves to just take that one step at a time one day at a time refining their faith again maybe in a deeper way and and doing whatever it takes you know finding your purpose i think that's that's what i heard you say i found my purpose my purpose right you know was one day at a time to help my kids and you know and and just get through mm -hmm. it you know uh, absolutely so, yeah well how did uh, let me ask you this because i i uh last night i spent a few few uh, uh a few moments uh, not moments actually maybe an hour with you listening to all your your uh, videos and you know, and your music uh, that you've created and you know it's really captivated by oceanside and you know it's your new hit out there and you know the video with that it's just there's this you know there's this movement to it where i'm watching it and i'm i'm feeling this sadness but i'm also feeling this playfulness with it and and this it's a sense of goodness i don't know how to it felt really good that's all i know i i'm probably wow. not that good at uh, <laughs> what, what was it when you were when you were writing oceanside and what what were you thinking what was that uh, what was yeah. going through your mind and, and especially well, that video thank that's you. amazing thank you so much ken that means a lot and um, i'm delighted that you enjoyed the song so much so oceanside is a collaboration that i did with a, a wonderful songwriter called greg cortez and um, he and I worked over Zoom. We wrote it in a couple of sessions. And I think that during this this whole time when our world is, has been facing, obviously, a lot of um, hardships globally and a lot of lives have been changed. Uh, we have to diversify our skills, work on Zoom rather than going into the office. We use this opportunity to reflect and be nostalgic about the ocean. It's always been a place, my favorite place to be. It's a place that I would go as a child uh, growing up in Oregon and obviously here in New Zealand. And so I wanted to capture the essence of how nature is so healing and it is the great escape of, of, of you know, whatever you're going through. You can go to the ocean and you can just breathe in that salt air. Um, but I realize a lot of people out there can't go to the sea, you know, perhaps they live far away or they've been, um, you know, in isolation with the pandemic. And I wanted to create something that allowed the listener to visualize and experience that nostalgic feeling of being by the sea, by the ocean side, where life uh, can become simple again. And that escapism, we also wanted to do in the music video. So we took um, elements of um, home videos. So it was nothing um, fancy. There was no hair and makeup person <laughs> in the scene. There was just... Um, yeah, and, uh, and a, a wonderful friend of mine, Prashat Shah, who's an amazing filmmaker. I sent the footage to him and uh, and he, he put it together with a friend of his. So thank you to Prashant and, and Mahash for, uh, for creating that for me. Well, they did a great job. And uh, again, it left me feeling with the sense of kind of awe and and hopefulness. It, you know, it was that, that playful, Pete, you have this playfulness that you do in most of your videos and it's uh it's very attractive i, I can see why you're so popular around the world it's uh, it's something that it's that spark inside <laughs> of you yeah well, listen i gotta take a quick break and um when we come back you know we haven't even told people really about how to get your your music and where to connect with you so i'd like to tell them that and we'll uh we'll do some wrap up too okay thank you Today, women in business are helping each other prosper like never before by overcoming stereotypes, networking together, and sharing essential resources. Since 1991, Women's Wisdom, the premier business networking organization for purpose-driven, soul-inspired entrepreneurs, has helped women grow their businesses and become the best version of themselves. Women's Wisdom hosts online events with celebrity speakers, best-selling authors, and business experts dedicated to helping you, the small business owner, expand your possibilities, build new relationships, 
and get the right referrals. Take your business to the next level and join Women's Wisdom at womenswisdom.net. That's womenswisdom.net. Well, welcome back, everybody. This is Kendi Foster. I'm with singer-songwriter Emmy Lentino. And if you connect with her music, you'll find that she has a deep uh, feeling that goes into that music. And it's very impactful. And it's very intimate. So how important is this spirit, this soul, this, you know, where, 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 does, where do your lyrics come from? Like, where do you... They fall out of the air. What what what, what happens with you? <laughs> um, I, I like that visual of the lyrics, just like like rain. Um, every song is yeah yeah <laughs> grabbing grabbing. Uh, I feel like writing a new song right now with you, Ken. Um, I think <laughs> I love it. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Yay! Um, that's a great question. I don't think there's one answer to give you. I, I think every song is a story that needs to be told. And whether it's been inspired by my personal life or the lives of other people that I um, feel have entrusted me to tell their story, each one is different. Sometimes the lyrics and the melody come at the same time on the piano or the guitar, and sometimes they come at different times. Um, I keep many, many journals of poetry, and I also use my iPhone when I get an idea. Uh, you know, I'm constantly, um, I love people. So I love meeting people and talking to them. And I feel like every single chapter of my life, uh, I've been blessed to meet amazing human beings. And that love of people, I think, is really what inspires the lyrics to come, to tell, to tell different stories. And, uh, and I'm so thankful for that opportunity. I feel it's, um, it's, a really, it's an honor to tell people stories through music. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a, a secret about me. Um, I've been playing guitar since I was 15. And a couple of years ago, I decided I would take singing lessons and wow. um, had a wonderful singer songwriter teach me. She actually hit the charts here in the States with some of her songs. And um, so, at, you know, into that a little bit, you know, she's telling me you have a really nice voice and you can sing. And I'm like, yeah, right. And uh, but then it <laughs> I, I got this inspiration that I would write a song. And I'd written a lot of poetry and written books and stuff, but I'd never written a complete song. So I, I thought, well, let me write a song to my wife, Judy. And I wrote a song called Time Stand Still and then performed it for her in front of uh, a group of her friends, uh, about 50 of them. And there wasn't a dry eye in the house, but you know, it was, I guess I'm just telling you that because you know, there's such a, where it came from me was just, this motivation to love my wife, you know, and, and I guess it comes from a lot of different places, but that was my motivation. I love that story. And I can't wait to hear the song. Um, that's so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'll be singing the song, but uh, yeah, maybe we'll, <laughs> I thought you were going to, I thought you were going to start singing it for, for, for uh, us. No, 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 not quite there, but maybe the someday. <laughs> but, uh, Hey, listen, tell, uh, you know, a lot of folks I know want to listen to, um, your latest song and, uh, you know, I know it's top in the charts there and I think in Australia is what I read. Um, is that, is that happening still? Is that what's yeah, happening? Yeah, it's, um, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's done really well globally. And, um, the music videos, um, been picked up by, um, uh, several different, uh, music channels in Australia. So really thankful for that. Um, yeah. And, and thank you to everyone who's shown it support. And then, uh, the other song that's just come out is Peter Pan. And that's a tribute to Tony as well for, um, wow. you know, for the five year anniversary of his passing. Um, and uh, and that song and all my other songs are available on emmylentino.com, as well as all of the listening platforms around the globe. Those, those songs are on there. And um, please follow me on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, say hi. I love chatting with people. Um, if there's anything that I can do to encourage anyone today, just send me a message. I would love to. I love it. Well, speaking speaking of which, um, let me ask you this: What is your message yeah. to the world right now? You've got you've got you know we're in 170 countries. So what what's your message? 
message to the world, Amy? My message to the world is that you are loved just as you are. You are a perfect work of art. Yeah, we're good. We're good. So I, I heard that uh, you are perfect just the way you are, that you are loved just the way you are. I love that. Yes, absolutely. Big, big hugs to everyone. Yeah. Well, I guess we are a little frozen here. Hopefully we're still broadcasting. There you are. Yeah, Emmy, thank you so much for thank being you, part Ken. of this today. And, um, you know, again, uh, you know, you're, you're a master and I love, love having masters. Thank you for being vulnerable and telling that story about your husband too. Cause I think you've inspired thank a lot of people. Thank you so much, Ken. I really appreciate it. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Okay, well, uh, we're going to go. I'm going to go ahead and close the show. So thank you again, Emmy. And uh, for all of you that have listened to the show, I hope you'll let your family and friends know about us. You can find us at voicesofcourage.us for all of the replays or just follow us on YouTube or where else. Uh, well, you can listen to us on just about any platform. Tell Alexa, Cortana, or Siri to play Voices of Courage podcast. It'll come right up for us. Also, I want to give a shout out to some of the uh, uh, networks that we're on. I uh, want to, first of all, thank BBS. Uh, they've given us so much help over the years. Also, AMFM 247, also Binge TV, and uh, oh yeah, John Fondy over there at Las Vegas TV Network, Aaron Himes over there at E360 TV Network, and um, who else? Flix TV, thank you so much. Also, Podopolis, the first uh, online uh, gaming uh, podcast out there. Thank you for all your help and support. And who else? Yo, UK Health Radio. That You guys are amazing out there. And also, Sam out there in New York. Thank you so much for your help at talkradio.nyc, talkradio.newyorkcity. We appreciate you guys. Thank you all for supporting us and helping us. And if you have any questions or comments, hey, email me. Love to love to connect with you. You can send it to Ken at voicesofcourage.us. Connect with me directly. And until continue to see the unseeable and know the unknowable and do the impossible. Well, hello and welcome, everybody. Oh, my gosh, do I have a show for you today? We're going to call it The Courage to Be Kind and Powerful. Kindness. Kindness is a quality that I think in this world could be expressed by a lot more people because I think it's a, a lot of times people are they're uh, abrupt, they're, they're quick to uh, anger, they're, they're quick to get into their emotions, and, and yet... You know, a lot of times I think when we do those things, you know, we kindness goes out the window. And so I brought an expert on my show today. And we're going to be talking about how you can really shift into kindness on a continuous basis and how by staying in that energy, in that uh, field of kindness, that your life can actually get better. And you, by the way, if you do stay in that energy of kindness, I know from my own experience in my own life, you become more powerful. You have more energy, more have you have more creativity. You see things a lot clearer because you're in a state of kindness. Well, listen, I've got to take a quick break, but when I do, when I come back, I'm going to introduce the kindness expert on the planet, Dr. David Freiberg. We'll be right back. I've written a new book. It's called The Courage to Change Everything, Daily Strategies and Wisdom to Unlock Your Genius, Your Soul, and to Transform Your Life. So it's daily strategies. I wrote this specifically because over the years I've noticed in my own life and in the lives of my clients that, listen, a little inspiration doesn't get it. A little wisdom doesn't get it. A little action doesn't get it. It's daily, dripping on the mind, dripping on those actions, taking specific focused actions towards your dreams and setting specific goals, right? Goals help us to transform the little self into the possibilities that we have in each of us. All of us are given dreams, and if you're sitting there and you're not manifesting that dream, it's just a little bit of you is chipping away every day that's not happening until you finally wake up and say, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'm going to connect with something greater than myself, my force, my God, my life, my universe, whatever. I don't care what you call it. You tune into that force, and that's what's going to get you to the next level. 
Well, hello and welcome back, everybody. Uh, I'd like to introduce you to my first guest and only guest on this show. His name is Dr. David Freiberg. He's a physician, he's a scientist, and he's the author of the Psychology Today blog series, The Science of Kindness. He's the co-founder and president of Envision Kindness, a nonprofit which creates studies and distributes kindness media to promoting caring, connection, and happiness. Dr. Freeberg, welcome to the show. It's really a pleasure to have you. Thanks, uh, Ken. I really appreciate being here. And please call me David. Okay, I sure will. Uh, you know, you're a physician and scientist who runs the not, you know, a nonprofit uh, to promote kindness throughout the media. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about how you got started in this? Sure. I, I mean, I, I've sort of uh, done a lot of academic and research-related work. And it, while I was um, working as a consultant, I was watching the news a lot more. This is about 10 years ago. And in that time, I realized that I was getting more stressed, more fearful, more depressed with how much I was reading the news. The more I did it, the worse it got. I went, as good nerd that I am, I went back to the scientific literature to try to understand this. And there it was in the psychology literature that when people read the news or watch the news on television, within minutes, they become, they have these negative emotions rise. But even listening to a story on a war in Syria, which wouldn't personally affect uh, a lot of people, the it would make them worry more about their own lives. And I thought that that was wrong. It was depriving people of a quality of life. While the news is important, and I'm not saying that we should avoid it, but the news is important, we have to have balance. We have to have the things that help us reconnect to our humanity. So because images are so powerful, and more I can tell about how positive or kindness media affects people, we created with, uh, that is we, with my eldest son, created a nonprofit to um, uh, share uh, images of kindness and help them rebalance their, what I came to call the visual diet. Well, I personally have experienced that, uh, that worry, that concern. I know my wife and I, you know, when the pandemic first started, we were watching the news constantly. And the next thing we uh, realized is we were waking up uh, edgy, we were waking up kind of upset with each other. Um, and we, we were like, what, what's going on? What changed? And what changed is exactly what you're talking about. So and I like what you said, we're not to avoid the news. Well, how do you watch the news? If you know, if you if you're having all these, you know, chemicals released in my brain, that's creating stress, uh, possibly, or or something worse in my in my body. So if if that if you're asking how do you watch the news and and moderate yeah, that, yeah, I'm, I'm asking that how do we yeah. watch the news maybe dispassionately? Well, so it's hard because a lot of these effects are not just conscious; they're subconscious. Media does that, so. Though the first strategy, of course, and many that my, you know, not only just myself, but friends of mine who are very civically minded people, um, when I started asking, uh, they would just either stop completely or diminish or decrease it. So that was the first order strategy. The way we approach it, because the news is important and it's, it's really not possible you know, I, I uh, to just totally shut off from it, because then we'd be missing things that we need to know about, is to balance it, to be able to see the good in the world, because there's actually so much more good than there is that's not, that's bad, that's destruction or greed or unethical behavior or things that induce fear or anxiety or, you know, dis or uh, a negative emotion uh, discussed. So to me, balance is the key. And that's why we set up and envision. Well, you know, and I like, I like what you're saying around balance. It's like, 
you know, go ahead and have a really healthy dinner. And then if you want to have a little dessert afterwards, that's okay. So it's a little balance. I, I hear what you're saying. Um, you know, kindness is sorely needed in this, in this world. And, you know, many people believe that people are just fundamentally selfish or all about me.com. Um, uh, first of all, you think that's true or do you think we can, we can really make a, make I guess, strides in bringing more kindness in the world. So before I started Envision, my view was, you know, the classic uh, view that we're taught, that people are at base, um, that there a lot of motivations are self-driven, they're selfish in that way, and that um, that's particularly heightened as we live in a individualistic, very competitive, um, and unfortunately, increasingly uh, narcissistic world. But the truth really is that's not the way nature made us. We are innately kind. People are born kind, and there are lots of examples about this. And even as Darwin, for example, might have been cited because in his first book, The Origin of the Species, he wrote about um, what is natural selection, in other words, the promotion and self-preservation of the individual. In his second book, The Descent of Man, he really took on this notion that people will sacrifice. Nature has provided the mechanisms to sacrifice for others in order to promote survival of the group, not just survival of the person. So a better way to look at it is that we have both instincts. We have an instinct for self-preservation and we have an instinct for the preservation of others. And these are constantly in balance and they vary from day to day and they're changed by our emotions and our state of being at you know in that time. So kindness actually is something that nature wants us to do, and you can actually also see examples of it in ants and bats and rats and prairie voles and uh, and dolphins and elephants and non-human primates as well as humans. That's interesting. Well, you know, uh, I want to ask you: Does it take courage to be kind? And uh, now I think you almost answered that because you know that you see kindness in all kinds of other species. I think courage is a high, uh, it's a high frequency, high energetic uh, experience within our own soul. Uh, I don't want to get off on that, but listen, does it take courage to, uh, to be kind? It does in the sense of the willingness to let go of one's ego. So, if, if we change the story and it's just not about me, for example, and we make it about us and we let go of what does um, uh, this story mean? You know, what are these, the implications for what's going on? Then that takes courage. That's the willingness to understand that we are connected to each other and like in your um, in, in the, the small, uh, uh, promotion of the, of the book. And you talk about self-transcendence, this state is a self-transcendent state to know that we're connected to the, the larger S or self that takes courage at first, Makes but once sense. you have it, it's, it becomes much easier to practice. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Got to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, I want to talk about some of the studies on kindness and stress reduction. So we'll be right back. There comes a time when you know you need to restart and regain control of your life. A time to seek freedom from the anxiety, addiction, and other issues that may be bringing you down. 
a time to heal and re-emerge as the real you. Villa Kalima is a holistic residential recovery program exclusively for women for individualized treatment. Villa Kalima offers proven clinical and holistic therapies for the mind, body, and spirit to assure sustainable recovery. Villa Kalima focuses on healing the cause, not temporarily masking symptoms. It's the only way to truly recover and find yourself again. Villa Kalima is located in a beautiful, peaceful, resort-like setting and is a licensed and accredited residential treatment center accepting a variety of health insurances. Start your healing and renewal today by calling Villa Kalima in La Costa, California at 760-814-8214. 760-814-8214. Villa Kalima, a place for transformation. Well, welcome back, everybody. Listen, before I get back to the interview, I want to give a shout out to a new sponsor. And I've, I work long and hard to find amazing sponsors that will really help you to take your life to the next level. The sponsor that I found is just one of those sponsors. It's called Vita Support MD. It was developed by a medical doctor. His name is Dr. John Chubak. And Dr. Chubak wanted to create a line of world-class products specifically formulated to bolster your immune system in a fight off ailments and chronic venous disease. And he's done just that. He has supplements that will actually uh, help you to become, in my opinion, much more vital, much more healthy and get that old you back. So. Uh, that's my opinion. I don't know if we can really say that on here, but I'm going to say it because it's an amazing product. So you want to check it out at vitasupportmd.com, vitasupportmd.com. I hope you'll, hope you'll check them out. All righty. Well, welcome back, everybody. I'm interviewing Dr. David Freiburg. He's an MD, a physician, and a scientist, and he has studied kindness. And we're talking about how kindness can impact you and in your life and possibly even reduce your stress. Let's talk about that stress piece, uh, David. What, uh, what, what have we found out about uh, stress and kindness? So everything goes through the, this idea of positive interpersonal connection. And if, and if um, your listeners, you know, think about it, this is, if we create positive connections, we have support, right? That support then brings or buffers stressors. So a stressor may be an event, something happens, somebody says something negative, you know, there's a car accident, there's an extra bill, there's some uh, an illness, there are differing levels, and those are all called stressors. The way that our body responds is that there's a common pathway that we experience and commonly call stress. That stress reaction or response is buffered, is diminished by feeling connected to others. So that in, in most cases or many cases is a significant partner, right? A life partner or, you know, a best friend, et cetera. For example, in workplaces, in the Gallup poll, one of the things that talk about, you know, how people are happy at work how, and how engaged they are is do they have a best friend at work? It's relationships that, that matter. So kindness itself, promotes relationships, right? So we remember, you know, everybody's now an evolutionary psychologist who's now on the call and you're thinking, why would nature want us to be kind? And the, and the interest is in helping each other. And so connection becomes a primary need. When we're connected, we don't react as much. Things don't bother us as much. It's, it's just been shown many times by uh, psychologists. 
Well, you and know, the interesting was, thing, the, uh, let, me, let me share one other thought I had, and, and that is, uh, you know, when we're kind to ourselves, uh, you know, we're, we, we reduce our own stress. I mean, it's, it's like sure. we nurture ourselves and we're, we're really kind, and, and that has to do with how we speak to ourselves. Um, any tips on that? Sure. I, I label that with forgiveness. So, and if you think about the word forgiveness, right, it's the notion of accepting imperfection. So it's something that I've called uh, perfectly imperfect. We all make mistakes. And so being kind to ourselves and being kind to others um, is really an acknowledgement that everyone makes mistakes, whether that's on purpose or not. And uh, it allows for the ego story, as we were talking about, to subside. And when that happens, our view of how do we fit into the world, do we matter, changes. And I could dive more into that, but that goes into a psychology of meaning and purpose. From, you know, is Victor, is Victor Frankl, uh, Abraham Maslow, and others. But to, to if I can, um, sorry, if I'm going back to the piece on kindness itself, people, as you're listening to this, will know that when you see or participate in an act of kindness, you feel good. There are mechanisms in our brain that cause the reward centers to light up and things that we're, we know about of endorphins that are, you know, these endogenous opioid-like molecules, they are secreted. There are hormones that change that make us feel good when we're seeing or performing an act of kindness. Remember, the giver, the old aphorism, the giver benefits more than the receiver. And beyond being, you know, for some might interpret just, you know, as a karmic kind of thing, in this case, it's really you're benefiting because you're fulfilling what nature wants you to fulfill. And so it's giving reward mechanisms to do that. So well, being kind know, I, to yourself. I'd like, I'd like to challenge my audience as you're listening to this uh, this week, uh, I'd like you to practice kindness and take it to a new level. I think that uh, if you do that, you, you become conscious and aware of times that maybe you're not kind, <laughs> that, that you immediately, I think like you said, uh, 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 David, is you uh, invoke forgiveness if, you, you know, if you're imperfect, we're all imperfect beings, but you do that quickly and get back to kindness. I think if we challenge you, uh, my audience today, I think, uh, I think it'll help you. Uh, David, how are you using kindness media to help people be kinder? So seeing it evokes this. People have known this for quite a while. Media psychologists have studied it. And just like I started talking about um, the news, the same thing is true with kindness media or what psychologists call pro-social media. So we're using it um, and adapting it to stream it into spaces that are more stressed, healthcare, workplaces, we want to start in schools because it works very quickly. And because these emotions like negative emotions are contagious, that we will spread our emotions to others and they will spread them to us. We can affect change without criticizing anyone, but just encouraging them to what nature really wanted us to be, to our true humanity. So you know what that's I, what you we, just, we created. You just said something that I think uh, yeah, yeah, I want to talk to you about. Uh, you know, I've learned that uh, who's ever more, more um, I guess, committed to their state of being is the one that usually influences a person. So if I'm really angry and I'm going to stay there, I might influence or put that negativity in an environment and bring somebody over towards that. What I'm hearing you say is the same thing can happen with kindness. We're really committed to our kindness. We will impact and influence other people to move into that into that uh, space. Is that is that accurate or not? Absolutely. And because negative emotions, though, are more are stronger or more retained than positive emotions, 
we remember the negative and react to them more. That's been also well established, but it's possible to rebalance that. So even if, you know, for practical things like to help your, your uh, listeners, holding the door for somebody, smiling, saying hello, not even um, across, you know, thinking about just not saying something critical for the moment and holding, holding it until you can digest it more fully. Those are all comparatively small, but these things add up because they spread. And so if you walk into that room- Is there there proof that this this works? Is there proof that it works? That the media works or- Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. So in multiple academic studies, um, this has been shown where people, they also survey that people feel more connected to others it also had several studies looked at race-related issues. So as you were talking about before, this what's the self-other gap, which is, uh, can grow wider and has grown you know, in part because of media exposure, the, you can decrease that and you can decrease dehumanization of others. We've shown it with our media streamed into, in a field study, into a healthcare setting. It works really just the same way. So people are happier, they're calmer, they're more grateful, and they're also more generous, making a matching a behavior in making a donation to a needy family um, than people who watched what was children's television as a comparator. I hope that makes that, sense. That is just, I just really love that. And, and you know, and then of course I think about, uh, you know, Hollywood and some of the stuff they're coming out with in media and have been coming out with for many years. And maybe it's time for us to maybe tune off some of that, tune it out and tune into uh, what you're talking about. You know, uh, it, media that streams or, or puts, uh, puts out kindness, compassion, love, you know, courage, wisdom. I, it just it just makes sense for me because there's a lot there's so much uh, research around this now. What what say you? Um, absolutely. I I actually just start with the news. Um, I've written an editorial that's under review now that goes directly to this point, but it's about not just having the person tune out, but it's since so many people are going to these sources to provide them in balance um, so that they could see them also. And the balance, if you think about it on millions of people seeing something, imagine shifting that even, I don't know, 5%, 10% of what they might do, one more kind act a day. What could that do? I, I think on a large scale, it, it could be quite impactful. Uh, boy, I do too. Well, listen, I got to take a quick ba- break and then we'll uh, we'll come back to wrap up. Are you feeling stuck or in a holding pattern with your business or life and you're not doing the things you want or love? Then at some point, you're going to be faced with a decision. You'll either choose to keep living in your comfort zone and risk a life of mediocrity or increase your courage, step into your power and forge into the unknown where everything new becomes possible. If you're truly ready to live masterfully, then you need Ken D. Foster's newest book, The Courage to Change Everything, Strategies and Wisdom to Transform Your Life One Day at a Time. This powerful but simple guide provides you with 365 days of life-transforming wisdom, profound questions, and action steps that will increase your strength and open the doors to success. Stop wondering why your business or life isn't working. The answers are available now. Imagine if you had more courage or another chance to start following your dreams. To pick up your copy of The Courage to Change Everything, visit thecouragetochangeeverything.com. That's thecouragetochangeeverything.com.
Well, David, this has been fascinating. I definitely want to have you back on the show to uh, explore this uh, this topic in a much uh, greater way. This is just phenomenal. I really enjoyed this. Any final thoughts for the audience from your point of view? Um, sure. We welcome feedback. We're in a new terrain where the systematization of this is is new. So if there are audiences in different workplaces or schools and they're interested in uh, helping us study and learn about this, I welcome the interaction and I welcome the suggestions because this is something that we all can do together. Well, it's uh, something we all need to do together. And again, thank you so much for being here, being part of this. Uh, I just, I really love this discussion. So uh, thanks, Ken. Kind. I did too. <laughs> be kind to yourself, people. <laughs> I love it, David. All right, Dave. If and by the way, if you'd like to stay on uh, till after the show, I'll I'll talk with you a little bit. That'd be great. Happy. All righty, everybody. That was an amazing show. I hope you really enjoyed that show. And I want to let you know that you can get all of our replays at VoicesOfCourage.us. Please let your family and friends and everybody you know know about this show. That's how we grow this show. And uh, what else? I think uh, that's a wrap. So until next time, continue to see the unseeable and know the unknowable and do the impossible. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you listeners looking to boost your business. Why not advertise on Talk Radio NYC with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply send us a message on our website, talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Howdy, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7 Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 